welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is alex kolodinko from wealthy mind investments welcome alex hi rama Yeah, thanks for being on the show, Alex. A little bit about Alex. Alex has over 10 years of strong experience in real estate investing with single-family homes, tax deeds, liens, money lending, and fix and flips. He has spent 20 years in high-tech software industry in Bay Area, working as an IT professional. Alex has co-founded Wealthy Mind Investments for his lifelong passion for helping people. With that, Alex, would you like to add anything to your background? Uh, no, I think pretty much you summed it up. Uh, I'm a tech guy that loves uh, investing uh, passively and uh, helping others along the way in real estate and uh, build wealth uh, for myself and uh, the investor club members that decide to join us and co-invest in our projects. Cool. Thank you. So, how did you get into real estate and multifamily space, Alex? Yeah, so my journey in real estate investing started 10 years ago. I started uh, with single family homes. I did flip a couple of homes uh, together with uh, partners. Uh, then I tried various different uh, strategies, money lending, uh, tax liens, tax deeds. I went to auctions, uh, bought some homes uh, and flipped some homes then, but nothing seemed to stick uh, that well and uh, the model uh, took a lot of my time and effort involved. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy professional. I have a family as well as a corporate career and I love my job, but uh, I want you to kind of supplement my income and uh, build a business uh, and help others along the way. And that's where 5 years ago the concept of syndication, uh, group model, passive investing was introduced to me and uh, after doing a lot of extensive research, I have an engineering background in software tech. I decided to take a plunge and started investing and learned a lot made a lot of money uh, and uh, decided to start uh, my own company uh, last year where we help others to invest in deals we personally like to invest our own funds cool cool that's awesome so from passive investment side so what are the factors you would consider before investing any deal from sponsor market sub market or deal or any other factors Yeah that's a good question so we actually have created a passive investor guide how to find a good operator and a good investment so our guide consists of 101 questions that gives uh, potential investors due diligence uh, upfront work that they could do in order to make a decision uh, before uh, if they invest uh, or not and you know some of the questions you know from the guide I'm happy to share that guide with many of the listeners I'll be passing on my contact information you know we ask for track record of an operator we ask if they're local we ask you know some of the tough questions about the underwriting what are the risks and how they're going to mitigate uh, the risk uh, along uh, we ask them if they have a skin in the game you know how much capital are they invest have they done real estate projects in that market or if this is something that they're experimenting and tried it out you know do they have uh, a property management uh, that is fully integrated with them or are they going to hire a property management that they have not worked before right we typically invest in value add 
type of uh, investments where uh, it's an apartment that perhaps has been mismanaged, uh, where we think we can uh, turn it around by uh, creating a, a forced appreciation, where we can come in and uh, change some appliances, perhaps we can add some uh, washers and dryers, change carpets, and do some light rehab work, which will ultimately result in uh, being able to raise the rent and uh, also decrease the, the operating costs involved with managing the properties. Uh, a lot of times we bring our own property management that is fully integrated with our partners and uh, we strive to increase the income while reducing the ongoing expenses. And uh, we buy in cash flowing, growing markets uh, such as Texas. Uh, we've done a lot of business in Arizona, around Phoenix area. We're very bullish on Carolina. This is where you are. We've done a couple of projects in uh, close to Charlotte, North Carolina and uh, Fort Mill in South Carolina. And uh, we're data driven and we follow the trends where people are moving to. There's a big migration. As uh, some of you might know, a lot of people are moving from uh, larger metropolitan cities such as San Francisco, New York and LA, and uh, they're going to warmer and uh, less expensive places to live. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. So as a passive investor, how do you evaluate property and business plan? Uh, so that's a good question. We do a lot of uh, validation up front uh, where we have underwriting background. So we check the financials. Uh, we feel pretty strong that uh, we know how to evaluate uh, the business plan in terms of the cash flow projections and the exit strategies. Uh, we also have a consultant that help us to validate uh, the financial uh, underwriting as well to get another sort of a check and sum up to make sure that our uh, investigation has been successful. And uh, we we host a webinar with the business uh, partners. Uh, we have a lot of general partners and sponsors in different markets uh, where when we introduce the deal and uh, our investors can ask questions and clarify them before we do our own due diligence. So not only we check financials, we check background, uh, we run background checks on the, on the sponsors, our partners uh, to make sure that uh, they have clean record. We check references uh, from other investors that have invested in the previous projects uh, with the sponsors itself. And ultimately, you know, we do a lot of due diligence in terms of what market are we comfortable investing and uh, moving forward and bringing our investors uh, along per se for the ride with us, right? Because these are three to five year holds, sometimes even a little bit longer. And uh, like I said earlier, you know, we're very data-driven. So we follow the fundamentals and data migrations. We're buying and investing in markets uh, that are experiencing rent growth, job growth, and have a very positive uh, business uh, environment. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. So would you share any of your best passive investment experience? Yeah, so I have done quite a bit of uh, investments on my side. I started uh, five years back and uh, one of the best projects that I have um, invested in was uh, an apartment in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. The projection period was about three years and they were able, uh, my investment partners were able to execute the plan under 24 uh, months and I was able to receive 78% uh, investment on my returns while also receiving cash flow dividends during the whole period. So just to give an idea, idea, this is what we target. We target investments that with annualized averages of 15 to 20% with the payouts on a quarterly or sometimes monthly or even on a yearly basis. It just depends on the business plan of 5 to 10%. So out of 15 to 20%, you as an investor are expected to receive cash flow distributions of 5-10%. So 
In this case, uh, you know, the business plan was executed really fast. They bought the property in a very attractive price and uh, they were able to quickly uh, increase the rent, reduce the expenses and then uh, sell in less than two years, uh, which is uh, very fast considering uh, in a multifamily space. Usually uh, the whole periods are you know, three to five years. Correct. Yeah. And would you also share any of your worst experience from passive investment side? Sure. Yeah. So if you've been around the block for a while, obviously you will experience uh, some investments that do not perform well according to the business plan. You will have some, uh, what I call dogs, the investments that uh, you know don't turn out to be well. I have done quite a bit of investing uh, on my side. I, ha- I have done over 50 syndications and different types of asset classes, uh, not only multifamily, but I've experienced uh, investing in hotel, storage units, warehouses, and even offices. So uh, one of the worst investments that I had was where I actually did lose money. Uh, It was a hotel investment. And the main investor who was also an owner of the company, that's a lesson I learned is do not invest with a single entity, a single uh, partner in that company. He basically mismanaged the property. He did not pay attention to the property as much as he should have. He did not uh, manage asset management, property management well. And uh, the project plan was not executed according to the business plan that he presented. It was originally a three-year hold. And the long story short, the exit did not happen in a fashion uh, that was projected in a business plan with a three-year hold and ultimately sale. And the hotel went to the auction all the way to foreclosure. And uh, we were able to receive about uh, 60% on a dollar of my original investment. Okay, let's switch towards active investment side. So you're co-sponsoring the deals, right? So what is your process of finding these opportunities and how do you evaluate these opportunities? Well, this, the process of evaluating the opportunity is exactly the same if I was the passive investor. So we, we go through the 101 questions and we're doing due diligence, including financial references, background checks. Uh, because I've been in this ecosystem together with my business partner for a long time, we have developed some strong relationships uh, with some sponsors that we have invested in the past as passive investors were now. Uh, they give us an opportunity to invest in their deals and bring our investors along the way. So we are helping with investor relationships, with uh, capital raising uh, activities, as well as additional uh, responsibilities, such as uh, helping them with an asset management or with underwriting. And uh, uh, going forward, uh, so far, we have done six deals as uh, active syndicators and uh, co-sponsors, and uh, we will continue to grow and uh, bring uh, more deals uh, to our investors. Cool. So how do you approach partnering on a deal and uh, would you share your criteria? Yeah, so number one is the track record. You know, we do not like to work with anybody who does not have a track record. In fact, we will not work with anybody who doesn't have that, including some of the exit from the previous project that they've done. And number two is they have to be local in the market. This is not their first, uh, I call rodeo (laughs) or first deal that they're doing in a particular market. Uh, So they have not only an experience with exit, but they have to have an experience in that market. As we all know, real estate is very 
local. What is happening in San Francisco, where uh, right now there is a 30% drop in rent in certain markets, is a very different story if you're in Austin or Dallas or Charlotte, where the rent is rising, again, because of the migration and job growth. A lot of companies, as you know, are actually moving out of high expensive pay within California. I'm in California, but I'm not investing anything uh, locally. And it's not because I don't want to. I just uh, economically and financially it just does not make sense. The numbers just don't add up. Price to rent ratio and the trends is not in the favor of California. And the last criteria is it's a trust factor. Do we have a trust in the operator? Do we have a synergy with them? Our, our vision is aligned uh, with an operator. And if we don't have the same vision, if they don't have a track record, if they don't know uh, the local market, uh, uh, we're not going to be working with them. Okay, cool. And thanks for sharing that. So what steps your group taking during pandemic to protect the, your protect your assets? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, luckily for us, we have not experienced any downturns in terms of rent uh, uh, reduction or, uh, or problems with rent collection. All our allocations in uh, markets that I already described, you know, we've done quite a bit of business in uh, Arizona. We acquired two assets in Arizona, two in, in Carolina market. Uh, we've done business in Texas. We'll just continue to uh, make upgrades and uh, business plan goals according to what was projected and executed originally. When somebody moves out, our partners and the construction team takes care of the renovations. Again, we're buying mismanaged properties in markets where we can raise the rent to the market rent, right? So we're not experiencing issues with rent collections or people are moving out of those particular areas. The demand has been very strong during multifamily. Now, the demand is strong in certain markets. As I described, earlier, you know, you see a lot of people moving out of New York, San Francisco, a lot of tech, especially a lot of tech employees, uh, they have flexibility nowadays to move to different remote locations, right? So why would they pay $3,000, $5,000 rent in New York City or San Francisco if they can move somewhere and uh, rent an apartment that is uh, twice uh, more affordable, right? So we're buying in a strategic uh, good location that are growing, that are doing well, and uh, we're uh, continuously increasing rent. So we're not seeing any slowdown. The impact has been very little, if at all, uh, during COVID-19. Uh, we typically buy so that you uh, you know and uh, the listeners and invest in apartments that have at least 92% occupant. And uh, so far, we have been able not only to keep that number, but increase that number. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. So would you share any of your best apartment experience from active side? On the active side so far, uh, what we've done, we've done six uh, projects. And I can say that uh, some of, actually the first project that we did was in uh, close to Charlotte in uh, Lake Norman. Uh, are you familiar with the area by any chance? Yes. Yeah, so this is one of the first assets that we acquired, and we were able to increase the occupancy uh, by uh, three or four percent. It was already occupied at ninety-two percent. So uh, you know, it's too early to tell as far as what's the valuation and what that resulted in terms of the price because we're not selling. We just acquired that asset about a year ago. Our first uh, active 
project was about a year ago. I know the timing, <laughs> sometimes uh, funny how that works. And uh, we were very concerned uh, with, uh, you know, uh, that project and we turned it down because the, the pandemic was just ramping up and uh, we were not sure if this is the, the right time for the investment. But at the same time, if you remember uh, around March timeframe, the stock market plunged significantly. It was about 30, 40% drop. And then uh, we said to ourselves and our to investors, maybe this is the right time to take some of the money out and uh, diversify uh, from the volatile stock market and put it into a hard asset that is cash flowing from day one uh, in a conser- with a conservative uh, underwriting. And uh, we opened that opportunity to our investors and uh, we were able to subscribe uh, for that offering in a very short period of time, even during uh, such a volatile uh, market. So since then, you know, we, we made some in- improvements uh, to the property. It has increased uh, the occupancy by a few percentages. Again, the percentages are small because it's already been occupied at a, such a high number, as well as in addition uh, to increasing an occupancy, uh, this particular sponsor that we work with, uh, they like to add a GigaFi type of service where it, it brings more revenue. It's an internet service. So instead of going through Comcast or your traditional cable providers, we're installing uh, the internet service uh, on-premises and uh, that way it's actually generating more revenue and adds to the bottom line for uh, profitability of the project. So that that has been successfully implemented uh, in, in that particular location as well. Cool, cool. And thanks for sharing that. And would you also share any of challenging experience in ActiveSide? I think it's time management. We always struggle with, uh, you know, having juggling multiple balls at the same time because uh, we're always on the lookout for new for new deals. We're, we're following the trends. Uh, there's always a learning, a never-ending learning experiences. You know, we're pretty active uh, on different groups and taking continuously classes while having full-time job. Remember, I have a full-time job. <laughs> in addition to that. So once the project is done, our involvement is very minimal because we rely on our partners to do the due diligence and uh, along with us and then ultimately start implementing the business plan, right? So we're helping with asset management on a monthly basis and we'll check the rents and we check the, the, the collections and, and all of that. But being able to also, you know, have uh, the full-time job and doing all of these activities, including the learnings, and looking for new deals as well as evaluating new deals with our partners, sometimes uh, it can be challenging. So what I do is, you know, I try to prioritize. I know I can work 24 by 7, which I don't want to. Uh, I also have family uh, with children, so I cannot afford to work uh, <laughs> till I drop. So I just try to prioritize my day and put the highest uh, priority activities on my calendar and stick to it. Cool. And thank you. Thanks for sharing. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now, Alex? Uh, so our current focus is on continue to drive and grow the company revenue. Last year, we did five deals. We expect to do five to seven deals maximum this year. Our investor club is growing. Uh, we currently have about 250 investors and we expect to double that number to 500 uh, by the end of the year. So if, so when uh, a new opportunity comes in, if you are part of the investor club, Wealthy Mind Investor Club, you will get a deal alert after you talk to us. 
us because we need to identify your investment criteria, your accreditation, and uh, what you're looking for. So uh, our goal is to help a minimum of uh, 250 people to identify and help them to diversify out of the stock market and to invest in uh, syndications uh, with us and create uh, passive income so they can get their time back. Cool. So any one advice that impacted you, Alex? I think the biggest advice that I was given is uh, having a very clear, defined objective and a goal, what you're trying to achieve. I think a lot of people, you know, the impression, uh, the expression that I have is that people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. So I think everybody needs to, you know, sometimes slow down and clearly define to what they're looking for, what their objective, what's their definite uh, major purpose in life, then create a plan and start executing Cool. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? Yeah, so the, one of the most uh, influential books in my life has been and it still is, is a Napoleon Hill book called Think and Grow Rich. So it talks about definite major purpose in life. And you need to definitely, everybody needs to definitely decide what that is and start working uh, toward that with daily with daily action. So in my case, is it, it has helped me to clarify what my focus and what my purpose is. And my purpose in life is uh, to share that knowledge and that I have gained uh, from investing in real estate with others and help as many people as I could to spread that knowledge. Because I truly believe by helping others, if you help enough people, you will be helped ultimately yourself. Good. Yeah. So how are you giving back to community? Uh, so uh, Ashish and I, we are part of uh, a cancer uh, society of uh, making donations. So unfortunately, both of our fathers have been lost to cancer. So as part of, of uh, our uh, income generation activities, so we're contributing back to the cancer society for uh, additional research to prevent and ultimately find the cure for that. Awesome. So how can listeners can connect with you, Alex? Uh, so people could go to my uh, website, which is uh, alexwealthymindinvestments.com, wealthymindinvestments.com. They can email me directly at alex at wealthymindinvestments.com. We have a variety of uh, resources, including blogs, uh, YouTube videos. Uh, we host webinars uh, as well. As I described earlier, we have a free uh, invest passive investor guide with 101 questions, how people uh, identify good opportunities and how to ultimately without the operators and invest uh, into uh, syndications, uh, passive investments. Cool. And thank you, Alex. And thanks for sharing your passion on active apartment investing experience. Thank you, Rama, for having me. I hope somebody has listened to this uh, podcast uh, and uh, gained uh, some new uh, insights and information and happy to help and connect uh, offline with anybody who is starting to create a passive income cash flow lifestyle. Yeah, cool. And appreciate it. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.